listening to the Simply 127 podcast, an entire podcast devoted to all things James 127. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Fintress, and I'm so excited that you've decided to join us today. Hey guys, this is Sarah Beth, and you are listening to episode 18 of the Simply 127 podcast. Thank you so much for pushing play. And one way that you can help us is to leave a rating or review or share an episode with a friend. If it's something that you think someone would be interested in hearing, we would love for you to help us spread the word about the podcast. I did want to take just a minute before we get started with today's episode to let you know, you probably have already guessed this, but these interviews are pre-recorded before the pandemic, before the racial issues that are happening in the United States. So we didn't want to appear to be tone deaf or that we're not concerned with what's going on, but we also wanted to get this content out. We are kind of thinking through some ways in some future episodes where we can continue to discuss things um, that are in real time. Also, if you check back to episode 13, we talked about considering COVID-19 and whether or not um, to provide emergency aid in a crisis. So we thought that would be just an applicable real-time situation dealing with caring for the vulnerable. But I did want to go ahead and just kind of let you know that these uh, interviews were pre-recorded. So um, just as an FYI, today's episode is... um, a conversation with my friend Ann Mara Hinton. She works at Lifeline Children's Services, which also if you scroll all the way back to episode two, um, I was able to interview Rick Morton, who's also on staff with Lifeline. And then just one more caveat about our conversation. She mentions Camp Empower. And I did want you to know that Camp Empower is still happening in Birmingham, Alabama, and in Raleigh, North Carolina this summer. So we'll put some information in the show notes. I'm sure they'll tweak things as needed to follow social distancing guidelines and things such as that. But I did want to let you know that as as of today, um, things are moving forward to... um, still host Camp Empower in both of those locations. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Amara. As always, feel free to um, check out the show notes. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, this is Sarah Beth with the Simply 127 podcast. And today we have Ann Mara Hinton with us and she works at Lifeline. So I'm real excited about this conversation and we're just going to jump right in. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Ann Mara. Well, I, um, I'm a teacher uh, and a mom and I have three kids that are all older. So that means I'm old. And, um, but, um, yeah. And so I work at Lifeline Children's Services now. And I've been teaching or uh, in the classroom, both pri- pri- private, public, one-on-one for over 25 years. 
And then a little bit about your transition from the classroom to Lifeline. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, So we moved to North Carolina about a year and a half ago. And before that, I worked for a nonprofit ministry in a classroom setting with uh, children with learning differences. Mm -hmm. And so the majority of our kids that we worked with there were uh, from difficult backgrounds or hard backgrounds or were from adopted backgrounds. And so um, just kind of fell in love with uh, that idea. But um, so in moving to North Carolina is when uh, I jumped on board with Lifeline. Great. And then um, we like to, this podcast is kind of for a variety of different people on their journey. So I always like to hear like, how did God first stir your heart toward the vulnerable where you realize like, this is something I want to give some time and energy to? Yeah, sure. So, well, I... I guess I have to go way back. My mom and dad are always, have always served. That's just part of who they are. Uh, My mom served as a Head Start teacher, and she made it, um, she made it clear to us early on, even when we wanted to like lay out a school that we would go to school with her. And so, and she was constantly serving uh, other uh, kids and people and families that were in need. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, he has a huge heart and he would give the shirt off of his back to anyone if he saw a need. And so I always had that like as shown to me as an example. Um, but even with that, even with just growing up in a home that just loved to serve and as an example of serving, um, you know, my own childhood experiences, I can't say, I mean, we live in a broken world, right? And so mm-hmm. we all have different traumatic type experiences that happen to us. And so I really feel like God used that in my life also um, to um, impact how I live today. Great. Um, so we talked about just from the beginning, but what about... Um a little bit, I know you do, you wear several different hats at Lifeline. So just a little bit about your role and how that transitioned from the other nonprofit working in the schools to where you are now. Sure. So Lifeline uh, is an orphan care ministry, you know, that seeks to partner with the body of Christ to care for vulnerable children. And so um, Lifeline does that in multiple different ways through adoption, pregnancy counseling, and education. And so being an educator, I actually get the opportunity to serve on the educational team. Mm -hmm. And uh, so um, we uh, just realized that there needed to be a program that followed children even after after adoption, that we followed them through um, the process because academically and educationally, it can be it can be difficult to navigate those systems. And so uh, we started a program called Bridge Educational Services. And so at Bridge, we get to help families move from that frustrated point to hope is the goal from frustration to hope by by walking alongside of them as they navigate that. Mm -hmm. And so what that looks like is we provide educational counseling for them. Uh, If they're in the midst of, you know, trying to figure out what an IEP looks like, what kind of goals should be on that IEP uh, or a 504. It also uh, includes like in some informal assessments for kids to kind of Mm -hmm. figure out where they are and what, what their struggles might be. And then we provide online and um, in office tutoring opportunities. Uh, we call that it's really has to do with more of the cognitive side of things and where where the brain. I, I'm kind of a nerd a little bit when it comes to neuroscience. <laughs> I was hoping we were going to have a little bit of a nerdy conversation yeah, yeah. <laughs> about the brain at some point. That's right. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's it. I, I love that aspect of it mm-hmm. as well, too. I love when God meets science or science meets God. <laughs> so I know you've also been able to travel internationally with Lifeline. Is that still under the bridge? 
language? Are, are those similar? Obviously, the cultural things are different, but a similar idea, or is it is that something completely different? Sure. the The travel that I've had the opportunity to do with Lifeline is w- with caregiver training, mm-hmm. and so we do have the opportunity to go on trips to different partners and work alongside partners to help them understand more what cognitive development is mm-hmm. and how that impacts the development of the brain and how it impacts um, a child's journey uh, and how how you learn, really. And so, yeah, so that's been a fun part of my job. And where have you been able to go with Lifeline so far? I know you haven't worked yeah. there for too long, but... Yeah, so we have, I've had the opportunity to go to China and Colombia, uh, getting ready to take a trip to Guatemala. And uh, my daughter served as a missionary intern in Taiwan for three months. And so I also had the opportunity to go there and do some training. And all of that training is primarily caregivers and brain development, more the science nerdy things. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Which is why yes. it gets you jazzed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And the goal, too, uh, even in the developmental training and the cognitive fitness program, is it's really more of a comprehensive comprehensive, trauma-informed developmental training, here's my my little spill, uh, (laughs) based on neuroscience that integrates social-emotional learning and cognitive development. And so so it's kind of bridging some pieces together. Can you do like a 30-second for laymen who don't work in this world? (laughs) So, you know, I I explain it like if you want to think about it as a bridge or even if you want to think it as a puzzle, it's a piece to a puzzle. So our brains are all uh, there. It's a puzzle. It's beautiful beautiful how God made us. Mm -hmm. So we've got, you know, you've got your sensory motor development, you've got your cognitive development, you've got your social emotional development. And so it's looking at each piece of those types, each piece of the development and putting it together Mm -hmm. and then implementing that in a practical way. Um, And seeing where trauma might have slowed down that process or different other things could have affected. Definitely. All that working together. And that's, that's the foundation right there. It's just understanding what it means to build a relationship and mm-hmm. how to attach to your caregiver and the impact that that can have on how your brain develops. So if you think about how many years you're into this process of studying the brain and you've gotten to work with a lot of great families who are transitioning mm-hmm. you know, from in and to an adoptive home, healthy attachment, things like that. What are some things that you wish people knew that you know now, maybe that you wish they had known uh, you know, from the beginning? Well, I mean, my first thing that I always think of when when someone asks me that question is hope heals. I mean, we serve a healing God. And um, I think you could just stop right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you know, that, <laughs> that's right. I mean, Mark 9, 20, I can't remember if it's nine. Yeah. But, it, you know, the, the verse that says, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times by the time families get to the point where they just are desperate, they don't know what to do next. You mm-hmm. know, they've tried different therapies. They've tried different techniques. And um, so when we get to that point, I just I would I want people to remember, hey, we serve a good God, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I do have a verse that Romans eight thirty eight says, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so that includes our kids that learn differently. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not going to, that doesn't, just because you learn differently doesn't mean that you can be separated from his love for you. Yeah. So if anybody can carry that with them, then I think, okay, now let's talk about the brain, yeah. you know, and, and that that's the like brain, the fundamental 
underneath everything else yeah. that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I, like, I so, love that. Yeah. And what would you recommend for someone who's just starting their, I call it your justice journey. So you're sure. just being awakened to what God's doing around the world or in your community to help the vulnerable. Sure. How would you encourage them? Well, I mean, obviously you dive into God's promises, like we just said, you know, believing that, you know, you can see brokenness and, but believing that he, it can be overwhelming, but believing that he can overcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then enjoy the learning process. Healing is a process. We mm-hmm. all have probably stories we can tell about how uh, God has, you know, healed us in different ways and how it takes time. So part part of that process is is learning. Mm-hmm. So dive into learning. Enjoy the research. Read. You know, talk to people. You yeah. know, uh, and don't be afraid to do that. Um, don't be afraid to step out. And don't be afraid to say, I, I'm at a loss. I think sometimes Ask questions. We, yeah, we feel like we we can't. We're afraid. There's a fear there. But I would say, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and ask some questions. Yeah. So Okay. You mentioned the bridge is kind of a um, initiative of Lifeline. Can you talk a little bit about just locally? What are some things that you would do? What's a typical day look like? How can families join in with what was happening there? Sure. So some of the services that that we are, have, are able to offer is um, we do tutoring and we use like what I said, the, connecting those dots between social emotional learning and cognitive development to work with um, families and work specifically one on one with kids to strengthen that cognitive core mm-hmm. so that their academic performance or their just daily, you know, life skills are stronger. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. So t- through tutoring, um, we do I do a lot of educational consulting. I work directly with schools in implementing some of these tools and techniques into the classroom. Cognitive fitness type programs are exploding because of the research that shows how they are, you know, really like helping. games and exercises. Yeah. yeah. Like so we do a lot of exercises. Movement is important. That's that mm-hmm. sensory motor development. Brain games is what we call the cognitive fitness. So mm-hmm. we play games um, and, that are specifically designed to increase like working memory and processing speed and uh, visual processing, auditory processing. They're they're specifically designed to, to help to build that core. And then we also offer a camp called Camp Empower. Uh, and it's, we have it, to, well, right now it's twice, one in Alabama and one here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one here in North Carolina is July the 13th through the 15th. And uh, it's the kids rotate through a nurture group, which is your social emotional learning, a sensory group, which is your sensory and motor. And so they're going to be doing specific exercises that open up those pathways and build those neurons, you know, neurons that wire together, fire together, or fire together, wire together. And um, then the cognitive development is we're going to be playing brain games. And they're buddied up with a a buddy that specifically has been trained to work with them. And um, then we also work with the parents and we actually train them in those same tools and techniques so that they can implement those at home and in school too. So kind of twofold, if there's a family listening that's thinking maybe I could benefit from what you're talking about and I guess both ways, like if they live in Raleigh, the Raleigh area, what are some ways they can connect? But also if there's someone listening who's like, hey, I would love to help with Camp Empower, what are some ways that they can right. volunteer? Yeah, if if you uh, start by just reaching out to me, I'm sure you'll share my email address um, on, um, on the podcast. And then... Um, 
that then yes, there's buddies that we buddy. The but our buddies are volunteer, mm-hmm. and so we love to be able to work with, equip the buddies, empower the buddies, so that they can you know also use that in their churches. You know when they go to Sunday school and they see a child that they're working with that may be from a vulnerable place or mm-hmm. um, you know has a learning disability, they're able to you know feel more comfortable around somebody that. That learns differently. Would there be a way like for you just to do consulting if there's a family that's like, I think you could help me. I'm not really sure. I'm, my kid might need tutoring. We might want to go to the camp. Like what would a process look like? Yeah, good question. Because one of the other things is like an informal educational uh, screening that we offer. Mm-hmm. And um, that just kind of helps us to be able to create what we call a bridge plan and to be able to see where to crossing that bridge, you know, mm-hmm. going from frustration to hope to kind of see where they are. Are, where a child is so we can help them and um, but the process is if uh, there is at lifelinechild.org backsplash bridge there is a, um, a form you can fill out and it just gives me an idea of who you are and then that comes to me I contact you and we set up a time to talk yeah we'll put that in the show notes too like your contact information some right. websites links sure things like that is there anything else like people can contact you on social media or what would be the best way yeah the best way is really through that email or uh, I, we can also put my phone number I mean I take phone on calls the all the time yeah so Great. Is there anything else you can think of that, you know, I feel like you're kind of advocating for Lifeline, but also for some of the brain development things like. Yeah, I just, you know, I just see it as so important to uh, look at a child uh, with a holistic um, picture in mind. And um, so um, and that includes, you know, yes, knowing that they are wonderfully made in God's image and um, and just starting with that. But the importance of not just looking at that cognitive, what they what they produce, but also just looking at what's underneath that. And so. Um, so, yeah, that's my hope is just to advocate for children and uh, that may or may not kind of fit into our box that we think they should fit. Yeah, I think you're going to have some people who are interested in what you're saying. It's different. It's kind of a a unique way to care for the vulnerable. So I'm excited to see uh, if you get any traction from this. Yeah, Thanks thanks so much for coming. All right. Thanks, Sarah Beth. Check out our show notes at 127worldwide.org forward slash simply 127 podcast. And tune in next time to learn how others tangibly live out James 127 every day. 